This is the Yukon Entrepreneur Podcast, and I'm your host, Carrie Johnston, recording today from the traditional territory of Champagne and Ajak First Nations in beautiful Dakota Hinge Junction. And this is a mini series all about Yukon Innovation Week. And I'm joined today by Yanni. Yanni, please introduce yourself. Hello, um, I'm Yanni Jokic. I'm the CEO of the Natronaikdam Development Corporation. And today I'm calling in from lovely Mexico, <laughs> finally taking a vacation uh, for the first time since 2019. Uh, when I'm not on vacation, I do uh, reside, work, and thrive in the traditional territories of the Kwanlin, Dan, and Tan, Kwachan um, Council, and I earn my living uh, through collaboration with the First Nation of Natronayak Dan. Well, thank you so much for being there and, or being here. And um, what what is your role with, with the First Nation of Natronayak Dan? So I run the development corporation. So the Natronayak Dan Development Corporation, and that's the active business arm of the First Nation of Natronayak Dan and is one part of a uh, extremely complex uh, economic development framework uh, that the nation has. And then with NNDDC, we have 16 subsidiaries and holdings as well. So um, not only do I operate NNDDC, but I operate a lot of those, those companies and I'm accountable to them and everything in the realm from food innovation to restoration ecology, to green economy, to aviation, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> And so where is the market? Who are you serving? Is it Yukon? Is it national? Is it international? Well, our mandate is to invest uh, both within and outside of the traditional territory. So we don't have any restrictions necessarily on where our businesses operate. Uh, however, we do have parameters around not doing uh, harm to any other Indigenous nations and Indigenous communities and peoples with the, the work that we do in other jurisdictions and to do it in reciprocity and partnership as well with uh, those nations whose traditional territories we operate on. And for the most part, we're accountable to the citizenship of the First Nation of Natronayakdan. So we report up to the NND Business Trust, uh, who's accountable to the General Assembly. So. Hmm. Okay, so it's Innovation Week here in the territory. So what does innovation mean to you? Um, oh gosh, you guys might hate me with me saying this, but I think innovation's a buzzword. <laughs> That means, to me, it goes hand in hand with ingenuity. Um, and I think in the Yukon, um, all our communities have so much ingenuity. And so I think innovation is just intrinsically intertwined with the fabric of the Yukon. And I know that we like to focus a lot on the new shiny objects and tech and, you know, there's space for all of that. But I I like to think about innovation from the very grassroots level and innovation that's existed since time immemorial. And what inspires you about the work that you do? The people, sense of community, um, the smiles, just generally getting to have human relationships. In, in the work that I do, I know that I sit in my office and work on a computer for a lot of those things, but it's in service of others and it's working with others. And I think being led by the community uh, is probably my most favorite part of my job. What 
bothers you about the current system you you operate within? Ooh, um, a few things. <laughs> but I do generally um, have issues with the perpetual growth mindset of capitalism and a lot of Western businesses um, and Western economies. And I believe in companies being great, not necessarily giant. And I, I wish more companies in our economy would take time to think about what is their purpose? Who are they serving? What are they serving? And working towards that goal as opposed to their goal being perpetual profits. And what do you think it would take to change some of those things that bother you about our current way of being? <laughs> I think, I mean, for one, the financing system, most definitely. Um, thinking about some of the financing facilities that we have at the DevCore, when you look at the metrics that we get stacked up against, they're all on a growth trajectory, as opposed to, well, what are the key performance indicators and what are the financial metrics that mean you as a company are doing really well, you're serving your purpose, you're, you know, you may not be growing, but you're maintaining what you're doing and you're doing it well and you're providing really good quality services and products. Um, you have good governance, things like that. So I do wish that you know, we'd move, move away from that. And so often we need to access financing in order to take on new opportunities. So I do think that the, the Canadian banks and private finances and stuff definitely have a role to play, to play in that. Um, I think a lot more, uh, this is going to be for for-profit companies. I think a lot could take on more social impact models um, or social enterprise models. So I think that goes back to identifying, you know, what is your purpose? Who are you serving? Um, what mark do you want to leave on society and, and within the community that you're in and really working towards um, that vision? And I think in doing so, we also need to have diversity in all its forms uh, within our organizations. So whether that be uh, gender diversity, socioeconomic diversity, class diversity, like it doesn't matter, just diversity in all its forms. And I think that we'll just move towards better, better run companies and companies that serve better. Canada's in the midst of a pretty dramatic transformation uh, with the release of the 2015 Truth and Reconciliation Calls to Action in the work of the Commission. And, you know, the report asks us to embody the four A's of reconciliation, awareness, acknowledgement, atonement, and action. What does it mean to you to be a business that demonstrates re reconciliation and action? So this is an interesting one, given that we're a, a First Nations Development Corporation. And I think often it's easy to look at development corporations and say, um, perhaps that they don't necessarily have a role to play. And something that we did at NNDDC was really take the time to talk about um, the awareness aspect of this. So where do development corporations come from? Why do they exist? What was the colonial legislation and framework that led to nations all across Canada creating development corporations and that it's rooted in nations being told that they could not participate in the economy 
and could not participate in the economy in ways in which they wanted to, um, or through structures in which were more um, aligned with cultural values and practices. And so development corporations popped up. <laughs> and so it was really taking the time to recognize that, um, you know, in, in many ways, development corporations can be culturally unsafe organizations. Uh, that doesn't mean get rid of them. It just means that once you know that truth and uh, once, once you know those nuances and dynamics, you can then start to put the pieces to move forward um, and to start walking your own path of reconciliation as an entity. Um, we're now at an interesting place as a development corporation where we're you know, able to have the conversations around non-negotiables. So not feeling that we have to work with every single company that's out there and every single, you know, potential collaborator that's out there and really saying, you know, these are our non-negotiables. You as a company have to culturally be meeting um, these standards. And as, as one of my colleagues says, she always goes, you have to be this cool to ride this ride. <laughs> so really just being firm in those convictions and what we found is that most, um, most entities want to take the opportunity to learn. Um, and we're trying to find ways in which to educate where it's not necessarily an organizational burden constantly, because that's not what NNDDC is set up to be doing. Um, but finding the ways in which through everything we do, there can be elements of education on, on that history and how we as an organization want to move forward with those that we work with. And, um, and then beyond that, because that's more on the like larger company side of things. Um, at the community level, NNDDC has really taken the stance of, you know, reducing barriers for barrier-free access um, to be able uh, to have folks tap into services to start their own businesses, tap into infrastructure to start their own businesses. And it's been challenging because, you know, a lot of those things depend on government funding. And I will say that the government funders have been reluctant to support programs such as that. However, I think that there's a huge opportunity there. Um, and for these services to become just constant arms that are there for, for development corporations and to work with people where they're at and when they need those services. So um, my phone's always on and me personally, it's just, you know, if you come up to a hurdle in your business and it's the middle of the night, just pick up the phone and call me and I'm there to help. And it doesn't have to be a standard, you know, this is a business boot camp type program. And it's more, it's more fluid. It's more community-based and relationship-based. And I think we have um, a lot of space to change up how we provide entrepreneurial supports. Living in the far north, we have this advantage of seeing the world in Canada through a unique lens. What lessons do you think Yukon has to share with, you know, with, uh, with others about entrepreneurship? That collaboration is key. Community is everything. Um, I think the immense amount of collaboration we have in the territory really does come from it takes a community to survive here. 
um, and that extends into our businesses as well. And really respecting those relationships, respecting what role you and others play, I think is huge. And I, I hope other parts of the world can move towards that much collaboration. And then something that's near and dear to my heart is also uh, mental health. And I really find that the mental health state of entrepreneurs in the territory is much higher than what I've seen in other jurisdictions and in other parts of the world. And I think in the Yukon, maybe because the elements are so harsh and the seasons are harsh, <laughs> that we really try to find a lifestyle balance. Um, we've, we set boundaries that, you know, we make space for being caregivers, we make space for our hobbies, we make space for our loved ones, um, and we make space for work. But if you just work, 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 you can't take part, you, take, you can't take care of those other parts of your life. Um, and I posted on my LinkedIn just as I was leaving on vacation, something that a community member had said to me, because I was really, really scared of leaving on vacation. And she had said that if you aren't healthy, your community isn't healthy. And recognizing that we are intrinsic parts of, of the fabric of our communities. And, and I really think Yukon entrepreneurs have found a balance for the most part of how do we keep being productive, healthy members of society while also pursuing our own entrepreneurial pursuits. Everything in balance, eh? Mm -hmm. And what's next for you as an entrepreneur, as a business leader? Um, oh, there's so much. <laughs> uh, we are working towards NNDDC becoming a B Corp certified business and I don't know if we'll be the first at least hopefully one of the first development corporations in Canada to be B Corp certified so really just trying to show that we have good governance um, that we earn money from good things in in good ways for good purposes and and showing how we reinvest that back into community and back into society as a whole so I'm excited for that one um, on a personal level in my leadership journey, I'm, I'm actually going to be taking some trauma of money courses uh, and really just trying to reconcile how we may be dealing with, uh, with, yeah, with money and that the current system that we have isn't necessarily conducive to making space for a lot of us that have been either on the fringes of um, our economic landscape or have been fully excluded from our economic landscape and trying to find ways to better serve. Um, and then on a community level, one that I'm really, really, really excited about is the uh, Makerspace and Food Hub that we're starting in Mayo. So that's in collaboration with Yukon University, a whole bunch of community makers and trying to just build a communal space and communal infrastructure so folks can start uh, start their businesses be in relationship with each other and um, yeah just have a happy healthy social framework around also running your businesses because it can be isolating <laughs> well all of those things sound incredible and uh, i just want to thank you so much for sharing your time with us here today and enjoy your time off Thank you. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye.
拜。